All right. And we are live. We are live. All right, Jordan. What's up? How you doing today, man? I'm doing well. You know, all, you know, we may be in this whole Corona nonsense, but, you know, we still got to take care. We got, you know what they say about life. Life like a sandwich, you know, the bread. Crap. Yeah. Life yeah. is like a sandwich. Life is like a sandwich. No matter what goes, I think as it goes, the bread comes first. There we go. The bread comes first? I feel you. The man. bread always Wait. comes first because it's a sandwich. Yeah. Wait, you, you came back from New York for, from work? Uh, from Mark, you said? No, no, from work. Work. Oh, um, I was just hanging out with uh, my friend. His girlfriend was having a birthday. Oh, nice. Don't worry, we had the social distancing. Nah, I feel stuff. like it's definitely more lenient today, I think. Nowadays, who knows what's going to happen in the second wave. But that's yeah. not today's topic. Today's topic is, what, 90s, uh, mid-2000s movies. So, like, I'm a huge fanatic of movies, you know. It's definitely, uh, like, for me, in a way to escape, like, all the stress. And it's kind of like a way to, like, I don't know, just to be entertained, you know. And... I think like ever since the uh, announcement of Disney Plus, uh, like it brings back a, like a cool vibe because I know on Disney Plus I got it for free because I have Verizon and I think if you have a mm-hmm. Verizon account, you get a free Disney Plus account, and it's just oh. really cool because like there's a lot of nostalgic movies, a lot of nostalgic movies on uh, Disney Plus. So for example, like my the Alien Martian movie. Uh, you have, of course, all the Marvel movies, but it's like more modern. But like the Sandlot, like a whole bunch of movies that are like really nostalgic that I watched as a kid. I don't know if you're familiar with the Sandlot. I think it's uh, was it about um coach coming in? I okay okay, these rascals and then this coach who was just kind of like retired or something. It was I think I saw it before, but I know what you're talking about. That might be the little rascals, but what the what the movie's about is like. There's these, this kid, he moves into his neighborhood, I think in California. I forgot which state to be exact. Uh, so he moves into his new neighborhood and he's looking for, like, for, like to make friends with kids and whatnot, right? And he stumbles upon, like, this baseball field. It's kind of like a messed up one. But these kids, they go there, like, every day to play baseball. And the kid that moved in has no idea how to play. And because he has no, no idea how to play, the other kids kind of, like, like, outcast him. But... The leader of the group was like, nah, I'll teach you how to play. And in the end, it's just like an adventure movie of like, it's kind of like a, a cult classic movie of like kids in their teenage years or early teenage years, uh, just having a good time in the summer, you know, playing baseball. And what happens is that like the kid that moves in has a Babe Ruth ball. And he, since he didn't know nothing about baseball, he didn't know that it was worth a lot. And they played baseball with that one ball. And they knock it over the fence of a neighbor's yard that has a dog, um, the great, I forgot the name of the dog, but that dog is like a killer dog. And they try to get that ball back that's worth like thousands of dollars. So it's a cool movie. Uh, and they have a second part, but I haven't watched that. Damn, you know what they say. Like I said, even the movie says the bread comes first. The ball with all that bread. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of another movie. Man, I don't know if The Land Before Time was. I think that's really far down. Yeah, I think it's 99. I think that's 99 to be exact. Oh wait, wait, I'm thinking of Never Ending Story. Never Ending Story was the the movie that came out way before that. Land Before Time, yeah, that was in the 90s. 
We used to have a person on my soccer team named Ducky because apparently we looked like that that dinosaur. <laughs> That's messed up. Oh my god! But yeah, uh, there's Land Before Time. I'm trying to think of a movie that you remember seeing the Jimmy Neutron movie before it um, came out um, as a TV show. Wait, is it is it the movie with the with the fairy odd parents? No, no, no. Like they they released before Jimmy Neutron became a TV series. Oh. They made a movie and. Uh, it was basically you don't remember seeing it in theaters. It was Jimmy, and he was like, "Oh, I wish my parents weren't here." And then, um, basically, you know, aliens got the the recording or they got the message, and they're like, "All right, all right, fam, we got you. <laughs> I got you, fam." So they kidnapped all the parents in, oh, in a normal setting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, I did watch it. Yes, I did watch it. Yes, yeah. Yeah, they had to get the parents back, and then they had to fight a giant chicken. So yeah. I was gonna say I didn't watch it, but now that you said that, I do remember. Jimmy Neutron was definitely like one of those like nostalgic shows. Like, have you ever like one wanted to eat like those purple munchkins that they had in that show? I know what you're talking about. They had the episode where Jimmy manufactured that candy, and yeah. it was so good that everyone got addicted to it. And I don't think Jimmy ate it actually. He was the only one who didn't eat it. So what was um, in it? What, what was in the munchkin? It was, uh, it was, um, they never, dis- they never tell you, but it was the reason why he made that was because, uh, the guy, they, they went to a candy shop and the guy was, you know, he's a grumpy person, whatever. And he was like, oh, you'll never make any candy. Yeah. And then, um, Jimmy starts testing out candy and I think he accidentally messes, makes a mistake. Cause that's how usually inventions or new things are made like, by mistakes. And then everyone was just like, whoa, this tastes amazing. So then, yeah, everyone's fighting him. They're like, give me more candy. You need more candy. And then Jimmy has to like, basically, the candy was the equivalent of a drug. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Because everyone yeah, was probably, addicted. Probably like, was. Yeah. He, he probably <laughs> put some uh, some cocaine. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's definitely like hidden messages behind like cartoons that you don't really realize as a kid. Purple. So it's you know? lean. <laughs> Who knows, man? Who knows? <laughs> can be anything. Oh. <laughs> this episode that features Lean, Jimmy yeah. creates Lean. <laughs> the thing is that that candy does not look like candy mm-hmm. at all. It, it looks like an, like, it did not look like candy at all. It doesn't, doesn't okay. look right, but I'll still eat it, to be honest. It looked like, uh, like, you know, nerds combined oh, yeah. with, like, maybe, like, the gummies or something like that. That's honestly what I can think of. Yeah. You remember yeah. that, those, those nerds can't, like, it was like a nerd candy that was, like, with the tw- uh, it was like a combination of nerds and like a Twizzler. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Those are actually pretty good. I don't know. Do they st- do they still have those? To be honest, I don't know because uh, I go to the corner store every once in a while. Like I barely go, and like usually like you find the same candies there. But from my like memory, I couldn't find those. Uh, I couldn't find that candy. Hmm. But. Did you have like a go-to snack, like to eat when you watch like a movie or a show as a kid? Uh, I'm gonna say probably Pop Tarts because the corner store. Because I live, I used to live next to Kevin, and the corner mm-hmm. store was right there. So I would just like take my skateboard right all the way down there. He was a pretty nice, nice dude. I'd just be like, yeah, I don't have enough money for Pop Tarts. Can I get those two Pop Tarts though? And he'd just be like, <laughs> yeah. Show whatever you want. And I'd be like, oh, snap, thanks, dude. And then i just, like, take it, and then, you know. But I, I moved, so I don't see the person anymore. So it was a guy. Wait, never mind. Wait, you used to, you used to skate? 
Uh, like, I used to ride my skateboard around, like, the, um, the neighborhood and stuff. And I, I remember, I think the last I had that skateboard, which was pretty cool. It's like Scorpion. It was like, it had Scorpion oh. on the bottom. Um, not Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. I mean, oh. Scorpion, like... Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I remember... If you remember Andrew, um, Andrew... DeLuca, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so... I remember he, uh, gave me this idea where he took off the wheels and the metal plates as well. And he waxed the skateboard. And then he used it as a snowboard during the winter, and I started doing that. It was pretty cool. It worked? Yeah, it worked. Uh, the only problem was that obviously there wasn't anything to attach the shoes onto, and we were relying on the sandpaper. But other than that, it was pretty fun to just uh, you know not buy a snowboard and be like, yeah, I'm going, I'm you know I'm going snowboarding with my skateboard. Yeah, that's pretty dope actually. I remember like I still have the skateboard right next to me. I bought it like in I think like my sophomore year of high school because I wanted to learn how to use it, and I practiced a couple times and I didn't really get like. I didn't get anywhere, so I kind of just quit, even though I have the skateboard right here next to me. And, like, I realized that, like, what I really wanted, I think, was, like, a commuter skateboard, like a longboard, you know? Because I didn't, I wasn't looking to make any, like, to do any tricks. It was more, like, just traveling. And, like, I went, when I went to school, like, uh, you had to walk some distance to go to class. And I see, like, a lot of people riding their bikes or, like, their, uh, their, their skateboards. Or what's that called when like, what's that? It's like a toy. Like you kind of lean forward and it kind of moves for you. A, a, a hoverboard. Oh, it was a, a hoverboard. Like yeah, the, those are banned. Yeah, banned yeah, those are banned. In, yeah, those are banned in my, my junior year of high school. Mm -mm. Sorry, Wait, college. No, college. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like, yeah. whoa, we were advanced no, yeah, yeah. then. Yeah, <laughs> advanced. Back in the future. But yeah, going back to the question of like your go-to snack to eat to watch movies, like one of my. One of my main snacks was like Chips Ahoy, like milk and cookies, obviously, but Chips Ahoy specifically. And yeah, I'll eat like the whole, like the whole batch of cookies. Like those were like really addicting. Yeah, I think there were a few things. I'm trying to remember. They, oh, the Oreo cereal. Do you remember the Oreo cereal? Oreos, oh, they made them into like I, cereal. I, I do remember those, but... I didn't eat them. I was more of a Chips Ahoy guy compared to like, like over Oreos. I definitely favored uh, Chips Ahoy over Oreos. And then they had the, no, the no. cookie cereal, the cookie crisp. Yeah, cookie crisp. That, those were okay. I, like, main one. I mean, okay. Sorry. Like, no, I was remembering because like I remember those were banned. The Oreo cereal, I think we had once, and I was like, oh, this is too much sugar. And then cookie oh. crisp was also banned. But well, I remember it resurfaced, the Oreo cereal, it resurfaced in stores. I remember I was freaking out. Like, I was spazzing out when I saw it in the store the other day. Well, not the other day. I mean, this was, like, maybe two years ago. They still have it. And I was just like, holy, holy crap. Like, and then I started taking pictures, like, sending it. Like, everyone's like, it's back, it's back. And then, like, I bought, like, two packs of it. And I just started eating the crap out of it. Man, those bring back memories. Oh, yeah. How, how was that band in, like, Cinnamon Toast? Crunch, not banned. That had so much sugar. Have you um, had cinnamon toast crunch? Like when you finish the cereal? Crunch? I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, I've I've had it so many times that it used to be my favorite cereal until you know when you eat something so much you get sick of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, actually, yeah, you kind of do get bored of it at some point. 
it, it got to a point where I just ate so much of it. It was just like, oh, this is, this is ridiculous. I don't think that, I think that's the only thing that has ever happened where it's gotten to the point where it's like, maybe they changed the flavor, I don't know, but I just couldn't take it anymore. I was like, oh, this tastes like nasty. Um, yo, actually, yo, that, I feel like they really do that sometimes. Like, I feel like, like, you know, when you eat a food, like a lot or a snack and like, mm -hmm. maybe you don't eat it for a while. And then once you want to like eat that snack again, for some reason, it tastes differently. And like, you start to think like, is it your taste buds or is it like, did they manufacture it or did they make it different differently? Because I think it was a Lucky Charms or I think it was Ships Ahoy actually. Sometimes, like when I would eat it after a long period of time of not trying it, like it would hit differently, like in a bad way. It wouldn't like resonate with the older uh, flavor I once remembered. Yeah, I mean, um, for Lucky Charms, I didn't have that effect though. I would always love Lucky Charms. I think it was just oh, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe I had an abundance of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I have no idea, but mm -hmm. at the time. I was just like, all right, yeah, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, as my go-to movie snack, I'd have, to be honest, Pop-Tarts. I like them a lot. Um, the Sundays. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> the Pop-Tarts aren't... Pop-Tarts, I don't think they have, they, they have milk in it. So, I, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> I have to be that party killer. Don't, you know, vegan, but, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm contrarian. I have to. Mm -hmm. Uh but you know if they do have the vegan pop tarts, I I try that. But yeah, I recommend it, even if you're, whatever. We're not. I wouldn't break not, the rules. We're not sponsored by pop tarts, all right. Nah, nah, nah. We're, we're not. We're not sponsored by pop tarts. <laughs> you know. Uh, I wish we were, but it's whatever. <laughs> What's that called? I think yeah. For me, it, it was definitely like my go-to cereal from the get-go was definitely Lucky Charms, and I ate a lot of like fruit snacks and toaster strudels for sure. Oh yeah, that that was that, good. Yeah, that that was definitely my go-to, like, and then like popcorn with sugar on it. I don't know. That may sound weird, but I I used to do that. Um, hmm. speaking about like popcorn, like I I still do it to this day. Like, bring my own snacks to like movie theaters, but like back in the day when I was a kid, I used to actually bring my own popcorn, like the one that you put in the microwave. Mm -hmm. All right. And like I'll legit like bring that. So I'd have my own popcorn and whatnot. No shame. They wouldn't like stake you out and be like, "Hey, what are you doing with that popcorn?" <laughs> nah, I think I just That's... had it in the bag. No, oh, I was gonna say it was like, my, 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 than, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just like other than that, like the only way you could do that is you get the popcorn out and just heat the kernels. They honestly don't care. I think like you know everyone brings your bag in, and they're yeah. not gonna... unless like the popcorn really reeks and they're like, "What the heck." You know, mm -hmm. but I think like my earliest memory of like in terms of like movies is definitely like like Space Jam, Little Rascals, Sandlot. I, uh, yeah, have you watched Space Jam? Like now that like the Michael Jordan documentary kind of came out not too long. I was ago. gonna mention that. Yeah, I was gonna mention that. Yeah, no, I I've watched Space Jam so many times. I had the. Uh, what was it the cassette tape yeah, for it? Yeah, yeah. And it was like orange cassette tape, I believe. Mm -hmm. and with the whole cover and whatnot. I think they've just. I think they may have it at the Ferguson Library still. Oh really? Uh, yeah, we can check it out when it opens again. I think well, lots of places are opening, but other than that, um, 
Yeah, I actually, I actually want to watch that part of the documentary when they mentioned that. Because they were talking about how Jordan, me, just kidding, <laughs> uh, is a, who's also 23 years old. Um, 23, Jordan, whatever. Anyway, uh, how he was such a big name and brand and how everyone knew Jordan. Like, you know, Air Jordan, blah, blah, blah. So I'm pretty sure they, and this is my guess before I watched the documentary, they approached him and like, you know, Looney Tunes brand is, is big. Your brand is big. Let's have a collaboration, blah, blah, blah. And then that's how it happened. I'm, I don't know his reaction. I'm pretty sure it's like weird. Like, hey, hey, kids, I'm doing a collaboration with Looney Tunes. That sounds weird. But still pretty cool, though. It uh, is cool. You know, like, you know what I sometimes wish? Like, in, when I went to school in Boston, they had a theater where mm -hmm. it was only dedicated to older movies. You know, they didn't release uh, the newer ones. It was only, like, a classic. So, for example, like, in one day, like, in one evening, they'll show, like, Terminator, and then they'll show, like, Toy Story 4, right? They'll, they had a schedule running. Um with the older classic movies. And I Wait, sometimes wish like, they had that here in Stanford. No, sorry, Toy mm -hmm. Story 1 or Toy Story, yeah. Okay. Uh, like, I, I, I kind of wish that they had that here in our hometown, Stanford, you know, where they show older movies. I know they had that at the Avion Theater, but those movies are like, uh, like not big time movies, you know? Or what's that spot like the driving? Fired. Nah, drive-in movie theaters. That would be really dope. Drive-in movie theaters and also fried chicken on the side. Yeah, why not? Why not? Be so, so you get the fun. itis in the car. Yeah, and then like in yeah. Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, I think they have like movie theaters—not movie theaters, but like movie joints outside, like on top of like like a buildings where you can see like the skyline and watch the movie. Uh, I've always wanted to do that. I kind of just discovered that like in a newspaper and I looked it on online and it's really dope. And then they have like, they show like the classic retro movies like in, uh, in parts of Brooklyn and like, uh, what is it? Central Park. Like, it's pretty dope. And I think like in the summer, they have that here in Stanford actually. Um, what's that park's name? I forgot. Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like the main one by like, uh, by, by downtown. And they show like uh, retro movies, I think, sometimes. I think I know what you're talking about. Is it like yeah. a whole plaza near the... Is it near the Ferguson Library as well? No. It's like... You can see like the Trump building from the park. It looked really close to it. Hmm. Uh, I probably have to like, think about it for a bit. Yeah, I forgot the, the only. The only thing... I'm trying to think of like retro... Um... I mean that that would seem like a good idea <laughs> driving drive through with some fried chicken and honey. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be so <laughs> yeah, nah. uh, car crashes. <laughs> but the name yeah. of retro movies would be worth it, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think like you were bringing up something. And I was just thinking about it. But um, nah. I mean, in terms of retro movies or in terms of movies like in the nineties, um. What were the classic films you said? Terminator. It's so interesting how like those movies now, and usually I don't want to say like nostalgic because I know sometimes it could be like, oh, this movie's crap. You go back, you go back to see movies like it's crap. But uh, it's so weird how like how movies are like now or when they continue. You know how like movies now they just have like a continuation of a previous movie, right? Like a remake, somewhat oh, yeah, like, yeah. like 
take Disney, right? Where they're like, you have like the Lion King where it's all like happy and the art style is just like, it's all, you know, colorful and everything. And then they're just like, we're a grim, dark Lion King. And it's just like, it's super grim, dark. And they have like, they, they, they're, there's so much serious to it, seriousness to it. Like, you know, the like Jungle Book is another example. And they keep doing that over and over and over. I can't wait until they do this with like, what else? The Little Mermaid. I can't wait for that one. Oh, oh wait. yeah. Oh, wait, wait. No, I was saying that as a joke. They're actually doing that. Why not? Yeah. I'm trying to think. What's another Disney movie? Uh, Hercules. There we go. I can't wait for Hercules, where it's like you get Danny DeVito as the the trainer again. You're saying then, like they have like a CGI version, or like a, a total remake? A total remake. You know how they've been doing the dark, grim, uh, remix, remakes, and then they just have like Hercules played by uh Sylvester Stallone. The okay, barely yeah. talk. Yeah. That'd be pretty funny. What about the most recent one? Uh, did you were you a fan of like the uh, Aladdin movie with Will Smith? I did not see that movie, but I remember hearing from people, and I don't try to be negative, but yeah, they heard that that movie was uh, cheeks, it's poop, it's crap. Like, uh, I mean, they were basically saying something about how the like, CGI was uh, not really good with the Will Smith parts. Um, certain things didn't transfer over well when they were trying to go for that, you know, that dark grim type of thing. And, uh, this is like the biggest nitpick thing. And I didn't even notice it, but they're like, oh man, I can notice Aladdin's Canadian accent coming out. And like, I don't even recognize that. Like he wasn't saying a, so I didn't, uh, I don't know what type of Canadian accent you're recognizing. Maybe it's because the guy's Canadian. Yeah. I heard like that Um, movie wasn't the best. Yeah, it's it's kind of oh in Dumbo. I remember Dumbo. People oh. were saying that was, and I, I don't want to be like pooping on movies and stuff and going like, oh man, they're not making it like the old times. Because if you go back to old movies, you look back at them, you're like, what the like, what the hell is this? Like, um, I I don't know what movie have you came back to that you came back to? Yeah, and then you look at you like, what the hell? Like, um, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. I mean, there's 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 other movies. Yeah. Let me see if this movie is actually. Uh, but yeah, what what movies have you come back to and just thought about it? I'm okay, I to gotta like really, I gotta really think think about that because I definitely like to rewatch movies. You know, um, like I I def, like if, if it's a really good movie, I'll probably like rewatch it like three to four times. But then it's like I'll I'll probably watch it like once a year. You know. But a movie that I came back hmm. to and it was like, like, what is this? Like, or why did I watch it? Or why did I like it? it? It's a really tough one because I think like, I don't know. It's kind of hard. Like, I'm not sure, but I would say this. Um, what really disappoints me is like when I watch a really good movie, right? Like say like a, a nostalgic movie and like, mm-hmm. it's like a nine out of 10 for me. And I go on like Rotten Tomatoes, which like they re- they review movies, and most of the time they're pretty accurate. I'm not gonna lie. Like even when I watch new movies today, I look up I look up the reviews from Rotten Tomatoes, and if it's like a 70% or higher or 65% or higher, then I know it's a good one. But if it's like 50% or lower, I know it's like really bad. And so the movies that I've watched in my childhood, uh, they have really really bad reviews, even though I think that they're like a 10 out of 10. And that kind of like disappoints me because like, you know, it's yeah. it's, it's rated as a low, as a bad movie, but for me it's not. 
But then again, I it's mean, all perspective. If, yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if you find it fine, that's that's fine. It's like, it's, you know, sometimes I just don't, you shouldn't be looking at reviews before because there's going to be that type of perspective going in, but it's whatever. Wait, actually, by the way, because, you know, I'm going to fill you in on that, uh, that black culture. You ever watch uh, Friday? Of course. I watch all three of them. You watch? Oh, okay. So you, oh, okay. So that's one movie. Oh, man. That, yeah. Yeah. that movie is amazing. You got I watched though. the first one. I should watch the After Friday or something like that. Man. I, Dude, like, I feel like they don't really make those movies anymore. Like, the, like, those types of, like, ghetto movies. Like, for example, have you watched uh, How High? With How Tang? High? Like, that sounds so... With, with Method Meth Man and Red Man. How High? Let's see this. Well, definitely, like, definitely the, um, what is it? Friday. It was really funny. I think my I favorite one was the first one and the third one. Friday After Next. Well, the guy, like... Santa Claus and he like steals everyone's presents in the neighborhood. Oh yeah, I've seen part of that. With Cat yeah. Williams and now that's a really good one. Now that's a good one. I think the the funniest part about the Friday what was it? Dang, it was this this dude who was stealing people's stuff. <laughs> he stole his chain. Yeah, the Santa guy. What was oh, his name Debo. again? Debo. Debo, oh my god, Debo. <laughs> I like that chain. <laughs> you can't take this chain, Debo. Or something like that, and then Man, I love it. I love when it's like they fight and then it's Debo gets knocked out. It's like, damn, you got knocked the fuck out. Oh, man. It sucks what happened to uh, John. I think it was John Witherspoon. Is that his name? John Witherspoon, yeah. He passed away this year. Or, you know, he passed away last year. John, who's John Witherspoon? Wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm being dumb. I'm being dumb. Oh, no, 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 no. I was right. Uh, So, okay. He was the dad. He was Ice Cube's dad in the movie. Oh, that you guy. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember now. Yeah, and have you ever watched the Boondocks before? Yeah, yeah. You know Granddad? Yeah, I remember. That's, that's him? Yeah, that's him. He does the oh, voice. Oh, okay. So he, he passed away. Uh, actually, yeah, he passed away in October uh, 2019. So pretty much, you know, they were also going to release the Boondocks, um, another new season, but passed away so that's unfortunate um and yeah he was in friday um he did a lot to be honest but yeah um the movie was actually it it's funny enough a lot of the stars in friday were actually featured well not featured they played roles in the boondocks like uh ice cube's sister right she plays riley and huey freeman on the boondocks okay and i think yeah it's john witherspoon um, I need to look up her name. Rena, Regina King, I think it is. Yeah, Regina King. And I believe there's like two other people who have their own roles. Um, oh man. And there is, uh, no, no, no. I was thinking of someone else. I thought it was Samuel Jackson. But, um, I was going to say Samuel Jackson's still alive. What am I talking about? Yeah. Um, I was trying to look down at movies to see like if there was any movies I saw in the 90s. So I was like, oh man, I go back to it and it's like, oh, this is, this is, crap no i'm joking but um no i saw friday on there it's like oh that, that reminds me well i saw that i saw that actually last year funny enough have you heard of the truman show though i've heard of it but i didn't watch it oh man i recommend you watch it it's uh i'm not gonna try it i'm not gonna obviously spoil you but it's features jim carrey and basically he is 
um, on a live television show for the rest of, for basically all of his life. He's been on a live television show. He doesn't know it until like maybe he, he's like maybe in his 20s or something like that. And he realizes something up. So it's, that's basically the gist of the movie. I recommend that you watch. I recommend that anyone watches it because it's a really good movie. Uh, it also have you have this, I also have you have, it also give you this type of weird, like existential thing. Like, it, wow, you know, is my life like a, like, like that sort of thing. So if you do like to have a existential breakdown, I think I said existential wrong, existential breakdown, right? Uh, that's your movie. I recommend it. I got to look it up then. Um, does it have a plot twist in it? I feel like that movie definitely has a plot twist. Um, not really a plot twist. You basically because you already know what's going on. You already know that he's in the in on a live TV show. It's basically more so. It's weird. It's it, I I wouldn't say there's any plot twist. They already established this, but it's more so you watch as his psyche his psyche is kind of messed up because he realizes it. So he's like, I can do anything. And he just starts doing all these crazy things and stuff. And, you know, obviously being trapped somewhere for 20 years is going to have an effect on your your mental health. Right. Um, and you're not having any real interactions. Everyone's fa- imagine like imagine, let's say in Dolan. Right. Let's say when I met you in Dolan, like there is like everyone you knew ever since, like maybe you're a kid. All, we're all paid to like like you or something like that. Uh-huh. Like we're all paid, they're all paid actors, right? I when I see you in Dolan, I have a script and I'm like, hey Andres, what's going on today? And then, you know, you know what I mean? So like yeah. they're paying me to read a script, everything is fixed. Like that that soccer game that you won, twenty you know, I'm not saying twenty years ago, because you'd be like three years old. But uh uh ten years ago when you're thirteen, right? That soccer game that you won, that was all fixed. It wasn't real. All the actors are they're all paid actors and they they let you score the goal, the goal that you you won the championship trophy and got the MVP for. That's all fake. So imagine all that going on through your life. You never had any real achievements, never had any real friends. Your wife, your girlfriend, whatever. She's not, she's an actor too. So you're just like, wow, everything I know is a lie. You know, the cliche, yeah, I know, but still. So it's a really good movie to, to watch because you see him go on and realize this and he's just like testing it out. At first he doesn't believe it, but he's testing it out a bit. And then he's just like, all right, we're going to go on a trip. And the, she's like, where are you going, honey? He's like, oh, we're going to go. You know, we're going to keep going. He's like, oh, you can't go there. And then he, you see as it like, you know, they have security guards and cameramen like he's going off the grid. And uh, yeah, I like the so, plot actually. I never yeah. heard of them a movie that had that sort of plot, um, mm-hmm. but that reminds me, like speaking about plot twists, like I feel like in the in the nineties, going on to the early two thousands, there was a lot of movies that had a plot twist. So for example, mm-hmm. like Fight Club, um, Pulp Fiction wasn't really like a plot twist. I mean, I guess there's a lot of twists and turns within the movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, Memento. Like I, I, it that's like my favorite part of a movie. My favorite genre, like movies with extreme plot twists. Uh, Mm -hmm. But if I had to like pick like a category of movies that I genuinely enjoyed, not that I watched in the '90s because I was too young, but '90s movies in general are like the Quentin Tarantino movies, like Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown. You know, are you familiar with those? Have you seen Dust Till Dawn? 
No, but I heard it's good. It has Samuel L. Jackson, right? Uh, no, 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 no. Samuel Jackson was the one you just mentioned before. It was the, uh, oh, no. what was it? Oh. What was it? Pul the, um, um, Pulp, Fiction. Pulp Fiction, there we go. That one was split into different parts, and they weren't in order. So that's probably why it seemed like all, all weird and stuff. And then Dust Till Dawn, basically, it gives you the impression. It's so weird. Oh, it gives George you the impression. Clooney, right? Yeah, yeah, George Clooney. I thought that was Antonio Banderas for some reason for five years. And I see my boss today, and we're bringing up Dust Till Dawn. And I was like, oh, yeah, the movie with... Uh, Quentin Tarantino and Antonio Banderas. And he was like, yeah, and George Clooney was in it. I was like, George Clooney? What? And then he was just like, yeah, George Clooney. I was like, "Is that was that the grandpa? And then he was like, no. And then he looks it up. He's like, no, that's George Clooney. I was like, it's not Antonio Banderas? <laughs> but yeah, I'm an idiot. Wait, what do you recommend that movie? Because I didn't watch it. And the reason why I didn't watch it was because I think I had like, okay reviews. I recommend it. It has Selma Hayek. No, I'm joking. But yeah, I recommend it. Um, yeah, she was also in the film. Um, it, it's a good movie. It's like, if you like the plot twist thing, it's not really like a plot twist. Uh, you're, I'm not going to like try to say that much about it. But you're for the first part of the movie, you're expecting the movie to go off this path. And then the second part, it goes off into a different direction. It's not really a plot twist per se, because it happens like... It's kind of how the movie just structures itself. But yeah. Okay. And also, that, no foot fetish. I don't think there's any foot fetish because nah. Tarantino has that crap in his movies, apparently. Really? I know that's in one movie, Pulp Fiction, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta check it. Hey, I gotta check it out then. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, and what's that other movie? Uh, Reservoir Dogs. That's a pretty gory movie. Ooh, I actually haven't heard of that. So yeah, can nah. you let me fill me it's in a, on this one? So it's basically about an undercover cop, right? And he's, he goes on to this mission and he's working with another cop who's like kind of like giving him advice and he needs to act like a gangster, right? He needs to be, he needs to fit in with the crew. And the, he goes on a mission with his, uh, with his crew to like steal like a package or steal diamonds or whatever. I'm not exactly sure, but the basically the plan goes horribly wrong because they didn't like the, they executed it, but they shot cops along the way. They killed people, and the group, which consisted of like six, seven people, they they assumed that one of them was a rat, right? That one of them was a was a cop. And from the gecko, we knew who the we knew who the cop was, right? From the gecko, but a lot of like the movie unfolds into itself of like the characters finding out who the rat is and like how they all turn against each other at some point and like it's just like very like dramatic as, as to like what happened and I'm not gonna spoil the movie but the ending is pretty crazy because like even though we knew who the rat was the guys the characters didn't exactly know and it's kind of cool to see how that folds oh speaking of rat I mean, I wouldn't say this is a plot twist. Have you seen Matrix? Yeah, dude, I watched that movie like 10 times and I still don't understand it. I mean, uh, it's, it's just, I hate how people, now that spawn the whole, we're living in a simulation crap. But it's just like one small plot twist. You know, the ball guy comes in and she's like, and she takes everyone out while they're, in, while they're uh, jacked in or whatever. You know what I mean? Are you talking about spawn or Matrix? Uh, Matrix. Unless okay. I just spoiled it for you, but 
Yeah, Matrix. No, um, yeah, I mean, the very ending of the Matrix is like he, I think he sits down with the Oracle, or a girl sits down with the Oracle, and then like the girl asks him, like, is he still alive? Basically, I forgot because I know they're living in like an alternative, or like, they're yeah. living in some sort of world that was like realistic. By the robots. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's even hard to talk about. That's how confused I am. You know the it's, plot. Uh, the plot twist? No, the, the plot in general. And the plot twist. Oh, it's uh, just um, robots. They built robots. The robots, obviously, like, and this is cliche, but whatever. This is like one of the first, one of the few first movies that were doing this. Robots became smart. They're like, hey, we don't like the way you're treating us. We're going to capture you and use your essence to fuel us. So they trapped the humans, put them in a simulation. And I was reading the lore about this like when I was like 16 or 17. I was like, all right, how the hell does this movie end? Because um, I couldn't even watch Matrix 3. Not saying it was bad, but it's just like I kind of don't like the whole we're trapped in this thing. But um, basically... The way the simulation worked, it had to be changed a few times because they had a perfect world. But obviously, the humans didn't believe that because, you know, if you have a perfect world where nothing happens, no one's getting slapped in the face. Like, you're just like, something's wrong. So they questioned it. And then they decided to, because of that, they gained a consensus of, like, how to create a world. So they had it with the good and bad, of course. And uh, that's how the Matrix became a thing. So basically, humans are sitting there in pods being sapped. Their, their life essence being used to fuel the robots. And uh, yeah, they had a chosen one. That's Neo, blah, blah, blah. They fight against the robots. They're sitting in like a submarine-ish type of thing. And they have to like use EMPs to stop the robots from coming in. And the robots will break in at times. And they got to gun down the robots. Stuff like that. So um, I think in the third movie, I don't want to spoil anything. They just, you know... I think they're still in the simulation but the robot war has stopped it's pretty interesting uh, yeah, I, de- yeah. I, I definitely love the movie i, I like the whole concept it's just the ending and the whole like wrapping up of the movie it just kind of confuses me and i think there's no other person that can put that part better than counter reeves i think i think if you really want to get a good summary of the movie you should watch the episode of spongebob where he's watching the movie about the robots and he just describes basically what's going on in the Matrix. Just kidding, that doesn't matter. It's a good episode, though. It's a good episode, but... Don't they make no uh, Spongebob episodes? Okay, I have to tell you this. And this isn't this isn't because I'm being a nostalgia person. The reason why people dislike the... Uh, I guess I'm going already in, but yeah, I, <laughs> I dislike the new ones. But the reason why people dislike the new Spongebob ones isn't because all the old ones are older you know back in the old days no uh it's more so that after the spongebob movie the uh the creator uh what is his name let me look up the creator spongebob sorry just a moment i feel like it's on top of my head but like it's, uh, it says uh steven hillenberg steven hillenberg steven hillenberg so steely steven wanted this to be the last episode of spongebob the the movie itself because you know He's become an adult. He's doing all this stuff. It's the conclusion to the series. But Nickelodeon's like, no, we need, we need money. We need money. So we're gonna continue this. So Steven Hillenburg left the team. The writers also left. So that's why the shows are structured differently in terms of like comedic uh, and see. other stuff. You know, that's why people are like, what the hell? This isn't SpongeBob. Yeah. Um, and they killed so, it. Huh? They, they, they killed it. it. They killed it. it. 
but they did some really unethical stuff. I'll say that if you want to hear. Um, since we are talking about 90s shows and how they changed. Well, we, we were supposed to talk about that, but we get into uh, so which is fine, whatever. Um, <laughs> if you if you are you if you want to hear about it, the unethical stuff that Nickelodeon has done. Um, so Steven Hillenburg has made it clear two things. This is not you know what I'm gonna list the first thing. The second thing, it's whatever, but it's still kind of like hmm. the first thing I'll list, and this is just the important one. Um, Steven Hillenburg says he doesn't want spin-offs of any kind of Spongebob. No spin-offs, right? Mm-hmm. Nickelodeon respects his wishes while he's alive. Uh. After he passes away, well, here's a new Spongebob camp spin-off where Spongebob is younger. They, they, he, speci- he explicitly says, I don't want Spongebob to be, I don't want there to be a spin-off where he's younger, right? Because the whole idea of Spongebob is that he's this, he's this, uh, this, he has this youth uh youthish type of like um energy coming from him right he's supposed to be like you know the whole point of spongebob he's he's he acts he's kind of an adult but he acts like a kid mm-hmm. making a spin-off where he's a younger um character is just kind of pointless um so as after he passed away spongebob spinoff now this is kind of like complicated but he's, he was like, oh, you know, Spongebob has no no sexuality, whatever, right? And then he's just Sponge. He's not, you know, because he's a kid show. He doesn't want that, whatever. After he passes away, they're like, oh, yeah, Spongebob is now a member of the LGBT. It was like, whatever. Honestly, the second one, I, I wouldn't even care about. The first one is the one where it's like, okay, that one is like, all right, Nickelodeon. That's that's ridiculous. That's crazy. You shouldn't it's be doing dirty. that. So I can't, honestly, I can't support that that channel i don't even watch nickelodeon anymore but because of the new spongebob stuff and whatever they do but honestly after that i was like man f nickelodeon dude that's that's not even cool yeah i mean i don't really know like like you i guess i just grown out of nickelodeon but that kind of reminds me of like the situation with dave chappelle like i guess like the industry wanted him to do certain things but he was like no and i guess like he was kind of like forced out you know, and like they did things behind his back. So I guess like this story with SpongeBob and the and the, and the creator of it kind of has a similar sort of vibe to it. You know. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's that's how it goes with other shows. Like, uh, I think Zach and Cody was early two thousands, I believe. Oh yeah. I believe. I, I didn't. Really, that's that was part of Disney. I didn't yeah. really watch Disney at all, to be honest. It was more like Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network. Yeah, this is a similar story. They wanted them to do some really stupid show. And I remember Zach and Cody were like, but they gave their ideas like, hey, you know, let's, I won't, they have this idea. But the, uh, the thing is, when they presented the ideas, they just laughed and like, that's so stupid. And they were making fun of them. And they're like, all right, that's it. We quit. Funny enough, uh, fun fact, I believe it's one of them, one of them, Dylan, I think Dylan, he's really into Smash Brothers. So... And Smash Bros. 64, but Melee. Melee is also early 2000s, so I'm going to say it. And he goes to the, the tournaments um, as well. So he's he's familiar with the scene and whatever. Uh, luckily, he's brought a lot of deodorant. So he's, he's not one of those sm- smelly Smash players. <laughs> Smash is not a fighting game. Just kidding. But uh, um, I didn't get a chance to see him, uh, but he, he does. He is familiar with the scene. He's familiar with like all the top players and whatever. And he he, he plays the game a lot. Um, so yeah, he knows about all that jazz and whatnot. That's just a fun fact. Anywho, 
Um, in terms of Cartoon Network, a lot of the shows aged pretty well, um, in my opinion. Nickelodeon, can't really say that. Disney, there there are no cartoons, it's just live action shows, oh, so... Yeah. yeah, that's it's pretty funny. Oh, it's not yeah. funny, it's just kind of sad. I mean, I think, like, we can look back into it, and we can say, like, oh, that's really weird. But the kids watching it now is probably, like, the coolest thing. And then once they get to our age, you're going to be, like... Like, they're going to be contemplating about the fact that, like, their shows were the coolest, and the ones that are not coming up are whack, you know? It's kind of like the same cycle. Yeah. You know? I, I don't... Yeah. I agree. I don't want to be, like, a like a neckbeard being, like, our shows were... Because, like, there were shows that were, like, clearly crap when you go back to them. Um, and I feel like it's it's going to be the same for that. There's going to be some shows that are good, some shows that are, are crap. Um, I think that's going to be pretty much the same for every era, whatnot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. Disney just clearly changed in the sense where they just they used to have cartoons, The House of Mickey, if you remember that. Oh yeah. Um, and it was a few other things too. And then they just you know Kim Possible, obviously that's a proud family. A few other things. Oh man, I wish we had enough time, but I would love to talk about Static Shock. But that's that's not that's I don't think that that is early two thousand, but whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, they had a lot of things and they changed to live action. So that's something that clearly is a huge change. Cartoon Network, not so much. Nickelodeon, only thing I could think of is SpongeBob, and I can just add and say that the writer, so it's clearly a change, but everything else that's gonna be, you know, up to the viewers of that age group that it's targeted to, right? Yeah, I think SpongeBob is like, for me, the bread and butter of Nickelodeon. Hmm. I had to say, I think it's one yeah. of the arguably the most popular TV show, like for kid TV show. Yeah, it was the bread that kept the sandwich. Like I said, yeah. you know, life is like a sandwich. <laughs> no matter what you make, the bread comes first. SpongeBob was the bread, so it's always coming first. It's always advertised on Nickelodeon. Facts. Always first. Yeah, I mean, brings a bread yeah. I guess that's, that's definitely facts man I mean like I guess uh, Spongebob was making a lot of money for Nickelodeon like you've mentioned and I guess they had to continue his series even though the author and the writer didn't want to uh, I guess it's just, it's just a game I guess yeah alrighty uh, so I guess that's that's gonna be I guess the podcast. Any? Yeah. Do you have any closing statements? Uh, I think we can definitely do like a part two on this because there's so much to talk about, you know. True. Uh, but I have to say, just to wrap it up, my favorite '90s movie. I cannot. I can't really say it, but my definitely like top five, top ten, The Sandlot, um, Fight Club, Pulp Fiction, uh. Toy Story, like one and two. I think Toy Story two came out in two thousand. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, and all those classic movies that are on Disney Plus now. You know, R Little Rascals. I think it's on it. Definitely like those nostalgic movies. Space Jam, of course. I'll never forget that. So good times. Mm. Honestly, the I can't really say popular movies. It's really hard for me to think of my favorite or top five. I'll just say I recommend everyone watch Friday. What was the other show I was recommending? Oh, and the Truman Show as well. Two shows. I mean, not two shows. Two movies that I would recommend to watch. One, if you want to get a, you know, 
you want to get in with the brothers, <laughs> understand the black culture. I can say that because I, I, I am indeed black. But uh, and then Truman Show, if you want to have an existential crisis and understand be like, oh, is everything I know fake? But um, yeah, those are two things. So um, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, I'm Jordan and uh, I'm Andre. So till next time, guys, thank you for tuning in. Have a good one. All right. Catch you later. Catch you later.